0: what have we here welcome back to lando's lounge we are doing episode two of the book of boba fett whatever you call it watch along Mm -hmm. episode breakdown um yeah it's a little later than the last one i think we had episode one out by friday we're recording saturday probably gonna just upload it right after we're done recording yeah might as well but that's us. We don't really have any set release. Yeah. Be. We can't. That's, be, that's our We thing. can't be put in a box. We that's can't what, be confined. That's what we're going to be known as as our podcast. We're just going to surprise drop all the mm-hmm. time. You never know when. You kind of do, but not ever specifically. And speaking of Star Wars podcasts, coming up next month is the, I believe, second annual Star Wars Podcast Day, which. Wow. We yeah. were not we did not participate in last year but we were asked this year yeah about it not on our radar last year but no it was the first one uh-huh. so um, but Star Wars podcast day is a celebration of the first ever Star Wars podcast uh, which was released back in I want to say let me pull up the message but it yeah. was it was in uh it was on February 7th of Hold on. <laughs> yeah, we have a in bunch of in 1999.
1: 1999, yeah. the
0: first ever Star Wars podcast, and it was called Jedi Talk. I Jedi think. Talk. I think so, yeah. Jedi Talk. Yeah. Um and so kind of sucks that since they were the first one, they just got like the most like general name. Like, Jedi Talk, like, it's just such, like, a good, simple, like, podcast name. Mm -hmm. And since they were the first one, like, they could claim it. Yeah. Now we have to, like, create Lando's (laughs) Lounge. I think it's a good name. It's a good name. But I feel like if you don't know it's a Star Wars podcast, it's not necessarily 100% obvious it's a Star Wars podcast just on the name. But, also, if people who don't know it's a Star Wars reference... We're not their demographic mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anyhow, so or they're not ours, right yeah, so we'll be participating in that, which means we will have a special episode. Um, we haven't decided exactly what it will be about, but it there's not really rules about what the podcast has to be mm-hmm. about, but um we will be participating in that. so if you listen yeah. to other Star Wars podcasts. And you hear them talk about it as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess what we're trying to say is we'd like to announce we will be having Oscar Isaac on the show February <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> seventh. <laughs> More than that, George himself will be mm-hmm. in studio. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if George Lucas has ever done a podcast in his life. But Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, excited to be a part of that. Excited to have been recognized. And reached out to, um, to participate in that. So be on the lookout next month for that. We'll probably have it pre-recorded and release it on February seventh, since mm-hmm. that is the day. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Again, we were just saying how our thing is sporadic releases, but the whole yeah. point is that all all the various shows involved post an episode on that day as, mm-hmm. like, a celebration of that day. It's Star Wars Podcast Day. And so yeah. if we miss that, if we miss that one <laughs> upload date, like, we don't, even, we don't even pertain to Christmas or, like, New <laughs> yeah, Year's. Honestly. We don't really even tailor our schedule to those events. But this is the one day where we need yeah. to have an episode out on a specific yeah. day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. If you listen to other Star Wars podcasts, um... And you hear them talk about it. They are also participating, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, maybe like on that day, if we see other podcasts, we'll share them on our mm-hmm. Instagram story, and you can check out and find other podcasts that way. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into the book of Boba Fett, chapter two, and it was called the Tribes of Tatooine, and that so dope. it was. I think I heard somewhere it was the longest Disney Plus episode yet. And I think maybe even longer than Bad Batch Episode 1, if I remember. But I think that was like 45-ish minutes. This was, I think, 52. I mean, with credits, obviously, but um, it was still almost like an hour long. Mm-hmm. So everyone that was complaining about how short Episode 1 was can... Was it short? I didn't even think, but, you know. No, it didn't feel short Yeah, at all. no. But the people, haters like, it's d- only 38 minutes yeah. or something. <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, but that's an L take. We'll get into L takes mm-hmm. <laughs> in a minute. But, um, yeah, I kind of rewatched it this morning. I wasn't paying super close attention because I was doing something else at the same time. But uh, as far as a breakdown of the episode, we'll do our best. Uh, we'll hit the highlights but Mm -hmm. basically it picks up where the last one left off in the um the back to tank uh after he gets injured and uh fennec brings the assassin in the order of the night wind or something like that night wind it's order of the night something i think it's wind um and they are like who hired you and he's like I'll never tell you I'll never you, tell you. And she's like... Bob Boba's like, well, then if you won't talk, you have no need for your head or something cool like that. And he doesn't budge, so they're like, all right, well, how about the Rancor? And I was like, what? Do they <laughs> yeah. have another Rancor? And then there was no Rancor. It was all a joke. It was yeah. kind of funny, because he's like, mm-hmm. it was the mayor. The mayor sent me. Now let me out of here. And then there's nothing. And then... It's like a it's like yeah. a shot from below, and you just like see them through the fence or like through the gate in the floor, the and there's it. Fennec like from a distance. And she's like, "It's empty." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay, that's funny." Um, and then they go and visit the mayor, and the mayor is the Ithorian guy that we see in the trailer a couple yeah. times, and he's basically like, "I didn't do that. I didn't send them." Afternoon. Yeah. And so I would just like to say I feel very vindicated. I think we talked about it on the show when the trailer came out. A lot of people thought, when it was the shot of who we now know is the mayor, and he had like his little voice modulator box translating the basic because obviously mm-hmm. he doesn't speak that. A lot of people were like, don't, oh no. <laughs> shoot. A lot of people were like, that, that's Din. That's Din's voice. That's Pedro Pascal. I was like, no, like, no, it's not. Stop. And then I was like, look, it's like, we see the guy and he's talking mm-hmm. Like that's his voice And they're like you don't know that he could be in the room And I was just like okay Whatever. It did sound yeah. a little bit like Pedro Pascal Like I can see where they're coming from yeah. Especially with like the tinniness of the voice Like through the modulator mm-hmm. But it isn't And I was yeah. like "Sure enough. I don't know who I didn't read the credits close enough to see if they gave him uh, Like a If they said who the voice was the character's name is Moksh- Mokshaiz or something like that. <laughs> just the way Boba says it, there's, like, such an air about it. He's like, Mokshaiz, <laughs> And he, like, really emphasizes it. And it was a cool-sounding name. But, um, do you think he sent them or no? Um... Because his whole, his argument was like, I didn't do it. <laughs> and he was like, at the end of it, he was like, uh... Maybe you should think about, like, who actually sent the assassins or whatever. Well, it was kind of epic, because not only was he like, I didn't do it, but... So, like, they bring the assassin guy before him, and he's like, why'd you send this guy to kill me? He's like, the Order of the Nightwind or whatever, and then he's like, oh, the Order of the Nightwind aren't allowed to operate out here, and then they just kill him on the spot, and they're like, thanks (laughs) for helping us catch this guy. Yeah. So... No, no. What else was funny is when they brought him before Boba Fett for the first time. And it was like he's part of the Order of the Night Wind, and then Fennec's like they're overrated. You are paying for the name? Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. You fell off <laughs> the Night Order of the Night Wind fell off. But uh, yeah, I could see it being the mayor, but I mean, but I don't think they would reveal it the way they did that quickly, either. Like it feels like. I know who it was. Oh shoot! It was Fluke. Fluke? Fluke Foodies. Oh, you think you think this is gonna be a Rodriguez crossover? Yeah, it's the Boba Fett No Way Home, but it's gonna cross over with a bunch of actually. Bunch wouldn't of it Roder- be crazy if he did introduce like a species in the Star Wars that kind of look like the thumb guys? <laughs> They're a complete. Or like thumb. the guy with all the hands on his head. <laughs> it's all the different faces on his head, right? Oh, no, you're ha- right. His hand is like three hands, and his head is like four heads That's the stuck one, together. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that would be funny reference. But or like you know. the, they already did the spider monkey. Mm-hmm, basically, like, slizards next. Yeah. Um, but then, um, he's like, maybe you should think about who might actually have sent it. And then he goes and visits that Twi'lek woman again. And there's Max Rebo again. And it's it's really like a similar vibe to the first episode. Like they walk into that place and she's talking to them. And then they're like, the twins are claiming this area. Mm -hmm. uh, Their cousin's domain or whatever. And he's like, no, it's my domain. And then you hear drums. And this is the coolest part of the episode. Or one of them, to me. Everybody goes outside Mm -hmm. and you hear the drums And it's just like they talked about in the first episode about the huts being paraded around the street. And you see all these guys come around, and they're carrying two huts on this giant platform. And I gotta say, I never ever considered that we'd see huts in live action again. And so seeing them, I was like, holy cow, this is, like, awesome. And there's two of them, and they look, like, really good. I'm not sure how much practical effects they are. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't really, like looking to see if you could tell. Um, but what was practical was another character reveal that you might know from the comics, uh, which was a Wookiee bounty hunter called Black Kersantin, or Cassantin, however you say it. Um, and this character, I recognize, he's in a bunch of the comics from like 2015. Um, I'm not sure when he's most recent appearance was but he is really cool he's basically like this wookiee who was a gladiator and is uh a bounty hunter who has worked with or against boba fett before has run into basically everybody at this point han solo darth vader dr afra um so seeing him in live action i don't think he was confirmed in the credits to be him but he's wearing the same armor. He's the same color, like black fur with streaks of gray. To bring a, a like a jet black Wookiee into yeah a show and uh, and bounty hunter presumably, and then not have it the same person with it, the same like it, spiky if, shoulder. If it's pads not him, armors. that's an oversight. Yeah. I mean, something went truly awry, which makes which leads me to believe, obviously, you know, they're one and the same. Yeah. Um, that was really exciting. I, there's been a lot of discussion about that primarily, but the episode, um, does go into flashbacks again, which is really cool storytelling choice, I think. And then we spend a lot of the time, maybe even the rest of the time, in flashbacks. And we see, um, Boba Fett is with the tribe now, and, uh, there's like this train going through the territory Mm. or whatever that's attacking them and he builds like a gaffy stick i'm not sure if i'm getting the order of these events oh no he builds a gaffy stick like by hand with the help of the tuscans that's like right at the end it's at the end? Right at I the end. I thought he takes it no. to fight the guys in the bar. Well, they're training him to fight with the gaffy stick using sort of like Tuscan martial. Like they're, The Tuscans are training okay, him how so, to fight with the gaffy stick. So he's basically, yeah, because he has to earn their respect first. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm going to stop the, they call it the long speeder or something like that. And so he shows up at this, like, bar, and there's all these aliens... Actually, you want to know what I heard? That the couple is... Two things. Yeah. First of all, the couple... The couple in the is bar, that they're being terrorized this, by the... Yeah, at this place is... Um, couple of Luke Skywalker's old friends from from a deleted deleted scene scene Mm -hmm. in A New Hope. Obviously, it's not the same actors, but they... It's the same... Yeah, they're the same people. They are intentionally... They look Mm -hmm. the same, but also what I heard, and I didn't get time to fact check this, but I heard that that was not a bar. That was, in fact, Tashi Station. That was Tashi Station? Is what I hear. Interesting. That's the hearsay on on the block. Interesting. yeah, little, you know, just a couple cool little yeah. eggs in there. Uh and I would also like to point out that there so were, were no power converters though. Yeah, un- they all out of stock. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> another thing I'd like to point out is ever since uh, the first episode of Mandalorian season 2, I feel like I kind of got new eyes on looking at, like, the Tuscan experience as sort of, like, a cowboy Native American sort of Mm -hmm. allegory. And this episode definitely builds on that in a lot of ways, one of which being, like, even just the train going through and just, like, shooting at them is, like, also something that happened in, Mm -hmm. uh, in... Native America, yeah, like Native were, America, yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. But so yeah. I was the Old West, yeah, the the old the final frontier, ye Wait, old, no. <laughs> ye old post Civil War pre Industrial Revolutionary mm-hmm. Industrial Revolution West, <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, we were saying about uh, so he goes to what may or may not be Tashi Station. And there's like a biker gang there, and so basically he chose he just chooses violence on the spot and mm-hmm. just destroys everyone in the bar except for the Luke's friends. Obviously, you know they were getting bullied a bit, and then he drives off with their speeders all like hitched to one another, and takes them to the Tuskins and uh, some goofs and gaffs unfold. Yeah, so they he trains the Tuskins how to use the speeders. Um, and then they basically do like a train heist bit and we find out that the people on the trains are none other than the pikes <laughs> and it was crazy seeing them in live action because mm-hmm. the only time I didn't know they looked them... like that no, the only time we've seen them was in the Clone Wars and I think in the Clone Wars their heads look way bigger yeah and so seeing them like proportionate was like, are these the pikes or are they just like a similar look and it Mm -hmm. was like you could see the shape of their heads and their masks they were the same um and then they took their masks off and you could they're uh, like little fish guys yeah what are they doing in a desert i don't know but they basically fight their way onto this train uh they take it and they're like they have all the pikes like kneeling before them basically as they're raiding their train And Boba's like, we're not going to kill you, but you're going to leave, and we're going to take your Mm -hmm. stuff, and you're not going to, like, hurt anybody. Yeah, and he also is like, hey, if you want to move your spice through this territory, like, you're going to pay the Tuscans. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what you're going to do. And so, um, I mean, that's also interesting in its own right, because Book of Boba Fett, I believe... Like, the flashbacks that we're seeing of him with the Tuskens takes place even before season one of The Mandalorian. Yeah. And so, like, in season one of The Mandalorian, it was kind of weird to see, like, um, Din Djarin in the one episode where Fennec Shand is first introduced, Mm -hmm. and he's with that other guy whose name I forget. Oh, what is his name? Um, Like, Toro Calican or something like that? Yeah they they do that same thing you know they they're he's like if we need to if we want to move through these territories we have to pay the tuscans and so mm-hmm. like it's kind of cool i was like oh are they like chill with the tuscans now because like back in the original trilogy like in the prequels all you yeah. ever hear of the tuscans is that they like raid and yeah, in the stuff. prequels, and even in the original trilogy, Luke's like, I'm just going to sneak into their territory, get my droids, hope they don't kill me, but mm-hmm. if they do, I might have to fight them. Uh, and so, like, relations with the Tuscans are not, by any means, good. So it was kind of strange in the Mandalorian to well, see. Well, yeah, and it seems like, because they, they say the tribes of Tatooine, so presumably mm-hmm. like, it's, it is just like the Native Americans. You have some that are more friendly with the uh, colonizers and then you have some that are like no (laughs) yeah no screw all that we're gonna kill you you don't belong Mm -hmm. here yeah so it seems like that could be because they like the tribe that boba's with they wear very different clothing from like the ones that luke bumps into like those Mm -hmm. ones wear all tan and like even in mandalorian there's like they wear all tan. These ones wear a lot more blacks and like... Well, yeah, I never even considered that of being sort of like a, a tribal, like a different clothing based on a different tribal culture. Mm-hmm. When I saw these new Tuscans, I was like, dang, they're dripping out right <laughs> yeah. now. They're yeah. serving looks. Yeah. You're seeing them in rare form. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's a, I mean that's at least how I interpret it is like There's different groups out there. They all share similarities, obviously. They all have, like, the same weapons. They have Banthas. But there's limited resources on Tatooine. So, of course, they're going to, like, Mm -hmm. all use Banthas and eat the same things and that. But um, we also get to see um, a little bit of ritual when Boba does make the the gaffy stick. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) in the weirdest... Thing I've ever seen in Star Wars, probably. Yeah. The only thing I could liken it. Well, let me say what it is first. So basically, they've heisted the train. I mean, really, their goal was just to stop the train, like because it was killing them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they did get some water out of it, like seeing as how the pikes are like some sort of aquatic species. Like they they bust open a tanker, and and it was just like water, like gushing out, like. That was pretty cool. But, um, yeah, so after they stopped slash heisted the uh, train, at that point, Boba had won their respect. And so they give him a gift, and it's, like, in this kind of, like, little, like, basket-woven box or whatever, and he's like, oh, thank you, a gift. And he opens it up, and it's, like, a tiny fairly normal looking salamander yeah, it's like, like it's, it's just straight it's like up a, little, a salamander it's like a little gecko thing and so i was like oh like is this is disney he's about to get a animal <laughs> companion yeah. a quirky animal companion and then it like jumps into his it cr- jumps into his nose <laughs> yeah. and gets up and <laughs> in gets bed. up in that brain yeah very uh and then someone blows like spice into his face yeah <laughs> and so basically he's like oh the, 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 and then he, like, trips, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, like, the whatever will guide you. um, And so in, the, in a sequence that can only be compared to, like, in Black Panther, they have, like, the ancestral plane, yeah. sort of. It's mm-hmm. like he's kind of tripping, and he, like, goes to, like, this massive tree with, like, a bunch of, like, gnarled, like, branches mm-hmm. and stuff. And... In the tree, he gets, like, this big branch. Or, like, a stick. And then when he comes out of the sort of hallucination, he's able to, like, stagger back into the village. The lizard exits his brain. So I was like, oh, I guess that's a one-and-done thing. (laughs) I don't know what the lizard does that the spice doesn't do. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think, like, although there is, like, a spiritual, like, hallucinogenic... Sort of aspect to it, like the lizard. While he's under, it said like he, he, he will, it will guide you. So like maybe oh, the lizard, yeah, yeah, yeah. the that lizard like sense. physically took his body to the tree, the tree while he was. Yeah, that uh, would make the sense. audio listeners can't see what I did, <laughs> but it was kind of like the Fantastic Mr. Fox. He yeah. was t- tripping. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And so he comes back with this stick and then I was like I think I know where this is going Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's this super awesome super satisfying sequence of Mm -hmm. him building carpentry (laughs) his uh, gaffy stick so dope and then at, (laughs) at one point I was watching it with our younger brother and he was like I thought his stick in The Mandalorian was, like, metal. And I was like, oh, yeah, I thought that, too. And then it shows them, like, taking sheet metal off of, like, mm-hmm. a ship rugged... Rug, Ruggage? That's not a word. Rummage? Rubble. Rummage, rum- Rubble. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wreckage. Debris. Yeah, Debris. <laughs> and uh, kind of putting it, like, working that into the, the staff as well. And it was just awesome. It was... Yeah, it was it cool. Was hype. And then, like, the... You, they build the blades, and you see him, like, carving mm-hmm. the the club end of it. And then, I think at the end of it, they give him, like, the robes and everything, too. Yeah. So now he looks like he did in um, uh, Mando Season 2 when we first see him. Um. Yeah, so it was really, really interesting, cool. I think... There's a lot of Tatooine lore, is what I saw. And yeah. I think at one point they even men they even mentioned like the planet used to be covered in oceans, which I think mm. is a thing, mm-hmm. is a thing from legends or maybe it had been mentioned in canon before. But like, Tatooine was like an ocean planet and then it dried up, I think, and that's why it's all desert. I believe is is, yeah, a thing that happened in history and that seems to confirm it. So. Um that's about the episode. Um that's a good thing for all the sand creatures that live there. You know what I mean? What what luck that it turned into a desert. <laughs> yeah, it just honestly, it just works out. Yeah. Um So we talked a little bit about who do you think do you think the mayor actually did it? Do you think like Mm -hmm. I know we talk about Marvel and compare Star Wars to Marvel a lot on here. Marvel's shows this year have seemingly been this pattern where we go the entire show and then the villain is revealed in the final episode. Like, um, with WandaVision, they did that and revealed Agatha. Hawkeye revealed Kingpin. Loki revealed Kang. And it's like um mm-hmm. Is is the main like, do you think they're gonna show us who this main villain is in Boba Fett, or do you think they're going to do a Marvel and kinda like drag it out until the end and then be like Kira's back, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well the thing that is kind of different with Marvel, I feel like Book of Boba Fett might do that to where, like, the villain is only, like, towards the end. But the difference is all the Marvel shows, the villain has been a new character. And so that's why it's kind of, like, fell flat is because, like, right at the end, oh, actually, Kang is the villain. And we know... I know you don't know him yet, but he's a good... Or, oh, like... Agatha although she's like in the previous episodes of WandaVision like she's not really characterized at all until it's like oh yeah I'm the villain and, but she's not in any of the other previous media and so like I feel like the reason why that sort of thing falls flat is because we're like oh they're the villain I don't care then mm-hmm. like you could have made this person the main villain and actually have it be interesting but they're kind of like a side villain and the main person is someone I don't care about the difference with star wars is if they do that like if it is kira it is someone that we already know and mm-hmm. so like a reveal works especially if you know like if it were to be kira and like crimson dawn like we know where like who they are where they come from what their motivation is why they would be there mm-hmm. um I have seen and so rumors. I feel like it would work better. I still don't know if I necessarily want them to do that. Yeah. I would rather them cuz there's seven episodes, so next week is episode 3. I would rather them like I feel like the Marvel sh- Marvel mo- the Marvel shows are made to be like a Marvel movie but longer. Mm-hmm. So it's like It's all one story, and the way Marvel tells stories is they tell a story, and then at the end, they're like, and this is what's coming next. And that's kind of why a bunch of people are frustrated with Marvel, because it's like, they're not telling stories, they're telling just, like, prologue after prologue after prologue, and they're building up to something ten years down the line or whatever. With Star Wars, I think take for example Mandalorian season 1 where we do have Moff Gideon appearing in the last two episodes only but throughout the season we keep hearing about like don't isn't it in season 1 like they keep mentioning Moff Gideon or like the Imperials or something like that um maybe not but well it it's also a little different because they're like there is um, obviously, there's the doctor Pershing, and mm-hmm. he is, like, has acquired the child for, uh, Werner Herzog. Oh, yeah, yeah. That And then, like, that buyer is Moth Gideon. And mm-hmm. so we know there's a third party, and then, like, obviously, there's, imp- like, at the doctor's lab, and, like, uh, with... Werner's character, I forget his name. The uh, client is on Yeah, the client. Him. Uh there's like stormtroopers around. So like we already know like without like telling us like expositionally, like we know okay, like this third guy, there is a third guy. He's imperial and then when he shows up at the end, we're like, "Oh shoot. He's mm-hmm. like a big deal." Yeah. Um but it's even guts. like even <laughs> like with Grogu, the Star Wars reveal In that was the very first episode and it's Mm -hmm. like now the rest of the show we get to explore the reveal whereas with like Hawkeye or whatever it was like who's the um, like who who's the guy behind everything and it's like you keep wondering who is it who's like the guy behind all the mafia stuff that's going on and then it's like it's this guy and now the show's over (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. so I would rather Book of Boba Fett be like, "This is the like, this is who hired them. They're coming for you." And then the rest of the show is their conflict. Like I, I, I would hate for the show to be. Boba Fett goes around and keeps asking people if they're trying to assassinate him, and then at the end, Kira shows up and she's like, "I was trying to assassinate you." Yeah. And then they fight for an episode, and that's it. Like that, I. It's just like. And I don't think that's how it's going to go. I I trust in John Favreau's writing more mm-hmm. than that. Um, but like, and like it feels even, like well, even like in Mando season two, everything was kind of building up to, um, like it it, it was I need to find Mandalorians right, and then episode three they were like, um. I need to find, like, a Jedi, and they're like, oh, you can find Ahsoka, and then they find Ahsoka, and then they're like, oh, I'm not, I can't do it, so you need to take him to this place, and then maybe another Jedi will find him, so it was like, they were kind of building up to something, and then that changed, and then it changed again, so it was like, instead of dragging, like, the whole show could have been like, I need to find uh Mandalorians and then the very last episode he finds Ahsoka and it's like that wouldn't Mm -hmm. be as interesting as like how they you know what I'm saying so I I don't know I I think they introduced the mayor they introduced um that late the Twi'lek lady who I think is more important than they're letting on since they've shown her twice in the first two episodes And uh, now these huts that have an established character that, like, the deep core fans are going to, like, recognize. So I think, like, I would be... I think it would be cool if the twins were the villain. um, But, like, they haven't confirmed that they hired the assassin, I don't think. So Mm -hmm. um, I would hope that in the next episode they would establish more of like what's going on and then how they're going to deal with it because it is only seven episodes as opposed to um i think both mandos were like eight episodes or something like that so it is slightly shorter i have no idea if this is planned to be a limited series where it's just like a one and done or if they have like more seasons planned or whatever but um yeah, I don't know. I I was under the assumption it was a limited thing. Well, but... cuz when they made the big announcement, they like some of them they called a limited series like Kenobi or Obi-Wan Kenobi as it's called, which I don't know why it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi when Kenobi just sounds way better. But um what, do you, what do you need to do? Um or even like Old Ben or something like that or Ben Kenobi or something. I don't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi ben. just sounds like a mouthful. But um that I think the Lando one was described as a limited series and I think those were the only two that were explicitly described as a limited series. Um but like assuming the book of Boba Fett is it do, it also does kind of sound like it's a one and done thing. Just mm-hmm. calling it like the book of Boba Fett. It doesn't sound like yeah. It sounds like books, like, like books have a definitive ending. Well, to me, what it has always seemed like is they have this universe of Disney Plus shows in the mid, in between original and sequel. What we are calling uh, the Mandalorian universe. Right? Yeah, and they're trying to do this. And then they're like, you know it would be great? Like, there's this legacy character that everyone loves and no one knows anything about, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it was kind of just, like, we're going to introduce him in this one show. We use him in this one show. And then we're just going to, like, create a little pocket to where we'll, like, give him something. Like, we're going to tell a compelling story that, like people have wanted people have waited for for literally like 50 years (laughs) um and then like we'll we'll just (laughs) we'll close the book on on that one Mm. maybe but i could also see like if this is like highly held um there's definitely it seems like there would be room for yeah there's multiple seasons yeah i could see them doing that um Yeah, I would, so far, I'm really loving, like, this show, and, like, there's no lack of people in the sort of criminal underworld bounty hunter space, especially if it cracks into, like, obviously, we've already seen the pikes. If it cracks Mm -hmm. into, like, larger syndicates, Mm -hmm. there's, like, a lot that could be done there. That seems relatively untouched. I think there's, what's the one? Black Sun. Yeah. There's Crimson Dawn. It seems relatively untouched by, like, the other... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shows like Mandalorian could go there, but like I don't mm-hmm. see that where that going. Ahsoka, I don't really see that's where that's no, going. No, I think Ahsoka Andor is, is, is going not be, even in the same. Ahsoka is going to be. I think what everyone, I uh, I I think Ahsoka. I think this was rumored, but not necessarily confirmed. But everyone was waiting for a Rebel sequel. I think that was planned but when they started doing this live action stuff they were like well let's just convert some of that into the live action ahsoka series so i think ahsoka is going to be like the rebels sequel and so we have the mandalorian which i think is going to go in the direction of the mandalore stuff or maybe like the um like, because now he has the dark saber he's probably going to beef with Bo-Katan a lot mm-hmm. I think he's not going to necessarily be doing the underworld stuff I think Boba Fett's going to be doing the underworld stuff Ahsoka's going to be doing kind of like force slash uh, the new republic empire stuff and then uh, Mando is going to explore like the Mandalorian mm-hmm. kind of thing because honestly now that Luke and Grogu are, like, gone. I think... Like... The first two seasons of The Mandalorian could are a complete show. They have a beginning, like, the middle, and then I think it ends perfectly with Luke taking Grogu, because the whole season from episode one of Mandalorian is, like, what do we do with the kid? And then Luke takes the kid at the end, and it's, like, he's found his people, basically. And he, like even he like he takes his helmet yeah. off and says goodbye and it seems like that is closed like that story mm-hmm. has started and ended and has been tied up with a bow so going forward now it's like well we introduced all these other characters they're gonna split off into their own thing and then we know they're continuing mando so i think it's just gonna go in a different direction like i don't think grogu is gonna be involved in season three um at all i don't i don't think so Um, And that'll be more of, like, finding out what's going on with Mandalore after the Purge and all the stuff that we saw or heard about in Rebels and in the beginning Mm -hmm. of the Mandalorian. So, Book of Boba Fett could be just, like, a one-and-done little thing, but I think... The show is really popular. I think it blew Hawkeye's viewing like numbers out of the water. Yeah, and so um, I think people are really interested in this. But that hasn't stopped people from having some pretty L takes. Yeah. So <laughs> this is what I'm really excited about. We're we, we, we might were, be turning this into a segment yeah. where we, we were just, just talk about L takes that people have. Yeah, we were just discussing not, not individuals, but just yeah. like takes that we see that are just yeah. Not and the by best. the way. I feel like we like to talk about it, but, I mean, first, just all, of this, all of this discussion is permeated with, it's not that serious, we don't actually care that much, yeah. it's just, and its we not, think it's funny. Everyone's allowed to have their opinion, yeah. it's just like, sometimes opinions you can tell are just negative for no reason. Yeah, and so, uh, if you, we were trying to think of like a sort of punny name for this segment, (laughs) but I guess we can, we'll sit on it, we'll open it up to a fan discussion, you could uh, suggest names for us, but yeah, so basically we just want to talk about um, everyone is on the internet, the internet allows you to just give unfiltered (laughs) De-individuated takes That you might never say in front of another person mm-hmm. And so there, It's you know the internet's run amok And we're here We are the uh, <laughs> The police droids of the Of the internet scouring through. trash Compactors yeah looking Scouring through sorting out the The trash takes and so Book of Boba Fett has sparked A lot of takes And a lot <laughs> of them are very dumb. First of all, I'd like to open with this one because this is not a new take because of since Boba Fett. This was something that was prevalent when he appeared in The Mandalorian and has resurfaced and it is Boba Fett. Are you kidding me? Like what yeah, people earth? are like he's too old, he's uh, he's got a dad bod and Timur Morrison is sixty one and it's like if you do the math Boba Fett, the character, should probably be around 40 at the time of, uh... Return of the Jedi, or the Mandalorian, or whenever whenever that takes place. I think he's, like, 12 in the Clone Wars. You add another three years till Revenge of the Sith, then add 20 years to A New Hope, and then, like, maybe another 10 years mm-hmm. to Mando or whatever. So it adds up. He's in his 40s-ish. Um... And so, he uh, is obviously, like, he's a little older than he should be, but also, if it isn't Tim morrison like, that's a bigger deal than if Tim morrison is just a little too old. Yeah. But I just also, like, first of all, not even. Like, he's not, it's not, like, he's not that big. I don't. You yeah. know he he's more built than anything else. It's not like he's like grossly out of shape, even for his age, so like good for him, I just don't think it's I don't think it's a big deal at all and uh yeah, that's my thoughts on that so another l take that we've been seeing <clears throat> is um just the the well first, there was the episode length last episode being too short. This one being appropriately long. But also, like, I've seen the take that if he's a crime boss, why isn't he doing anything? Like, why is he not doing any crime? And I'm like, the whole point of the show is that he's becoming a crime boss. He's Mm -hmm. not just... Like, he's got three employees right now. He's got two bodyguards, a droid, and fennec. So it's like, what... Could he be doing? Yeah. He's also, trying to establish himself. It's like, that's the point of the show. Also, he's doing more than Jabba, which is literally leaving his seat. Yeah. So, I yeah. Mean. Um, another one, kind of like just the characterization of him. Some people are like, he should be like the cold blooded killer that they fantasized about. <laughs> like, he should be the punisher of Star Wars, yeah. basically. And the fact that he's like, got some humor or like some depth yeah to his character and where so, he's more like we've been saying he's more about like dignity and respect now than just like being cool and people have for whatever reason thought that wasn't correct yeah and so this kind of came to my attention I saw this tiktok that went fairly viral and it was like how did boba fett go from this and it's the shot in mandalorian season 2 where he's like looming <laughs> over that guy and then beats him to this, and then it's a shot of um, Boba on the speeder, and he's attempting to teach the Tuskens how to ride the speeder, and he's kind of rocking back and forth uh, and instructing, like, forward is go, backwards is stop, and then he's like, like a bantha, and he's like (laughs) kind of... And it's funny. And first of all, the obvious reason that this take is an L is because if you... If you've been paying attention, the whole Bantha speeder stick chronologically is before the seemingly B.A. moment of mm-hmm. Boba Fett. So I was like, they're literally the same people. Like, what do you mean what happened? Nothing happened. In fact, the Bantha guy <laughs> turned into the guy that you're saying... Yeah, like, he doesn't I don't... have his armor yet. Yeah, He's like... Not... Yeah. But even um, in, like, episode one, when he gets surrounded by the shields... And they're like, why doesn't he just use his jetpack and fly up in the air? I'm like, because that is a cheap writing, like, that feels like cheap writing to me. Like, plus, alright, so he's surrounded by shields. I don't think it's really safe for him or Fennec to just shoot up into the air at that moment. Plus, is he just going to leave Fennec surrounded by those guys? And also, mm-hmm. he just shot a rocket and, like, it knocked him down. So, it's like, he doesn't have his helmet either, so he can't really, like... Like he, they're yeah. he's vulnerable. Like people have been mad that he gets beat up a lot, and I'm like, I think I said it last time too. I was mm-hmm. like, can we, are we finally over the plot armor argument? And it's like, no, actually, now we want the plot armor. And it's like, okay, I see. Because Mando, everyone was like, how is it that they only shoot his armor? And I'm like, his full body armor. You mean how do yeah. they only hit his full body armor? Plus, he's the main character. It's almost as, like, the armor is in the spots that get hit. Like, what... what <laughs> yeah, is- the parts that people want to shoot at are covered yeah. in armor. <laughs> that's so crazy, man. Yeah. Um, But then people are like, what, he just gets beat up. I thought he was, like, supposed to be this cool, like, bounty hunter, and all he does is, it, like, lose fights and stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, that's interesting. Like, that's more realistic. I don't know. It's, it's just better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and it's just, like, Star Wars fans are never happy. Yeah. (laughs) So, when someone is invincible, it's a problem, but when they get hurt, it's also a problem. I think if you ever say plot armor, like, that's an L in and of itself. (laughs) Even if it's, like... Like, even if you're, like, watching a kid's movie and, like, a character, like, clearly falls off a cliff but then survives for no reason. Like, Mm -hmm. if you feel the need to, like, bring that up, like, seriously, (laughs) then, like, I mean... Even something like Game of Thrones where the premise is, like, anyone can die. It's, like, well, not really because it's, like, we know the core main characters. It's, like, we can pretty much guess... That they're not just gonna bite it randomly, Mm -hmm. like um, plot armor isn't like a bad thing. It's just how writing works. (laughs) It's like you don't just yeah I don't know you don't just write and get to a point you're like oh shoot the character has to die now because they're in a gunfight so um, rip I guess it's like no obviously if it's your main character and the premise is like this is their show they're not gonna like die. But also, if you're dealing with a character whose entire arc is supposed to be, I need to, like, build up a reputation, taking hits is kind of important to that. Like, they have to have some kind of setback, Mm -hmm. and being injured is going to tarnish someone's reputation a little bit. Yeah, especially, I I feel like, obviously... Even from the first episode, we can see like he stepped into Jabba's position, and he would like people to respect him as much as they respected slash feared Jabba, and that's not happening. And like he knows that, and then he gets publicly like beaten Mm -hmm. in the middle of the street. Like that is the point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is now he's like it's hard to build that public image he's trying to build. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, I feel like. The episode-by-episode release is good because it keeps people's attention for longer. Like, when Stranger Things drops a whole season at once, people talk about it for a week, and then they move on. Mm -hmm. With this, it's like, they talk about it every week for seven weeks straight. And the problem with that is that people critique it in parts. So, like, exactly like we're doing, basically, but... Mm -hmm. If there's some, if there's a plot thread that hasn't been resolved, people are like, this episode doesn't do anything. Like it only goes so far, and it's like reviews. Like I hate when when a show drops a first episode and people are like, like, if you... not like a podcast that like keeps up with it, but like. Uh, like a, a publication like Entertainment Weekly or whatever and they're like episode one review and it's like it's not that good it doesn't do anything yeah, and it's well, like well it's it- part one of seven so obviously Yeah, I feel like a lot of L takes we're going to be covering are just random people on the internet but this was an L take from like a publication I forget which one but there was an article that like went around they're like Book of Boba Fett, episode one, seems incomplete. I was like, well, yeah, there's six other episodes. <laughs> and then he's like, it feels more like a chapter out of a book than an episode of a show. I was like... Chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. Chapter one of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cell phone, outtake, radio. Yeah, well, and then people were like... "I saw Yoda one, is better. I saw I saw a headline that was like... Um, uh, the Book of Boba Fett forgets that mandalorians are more interesting when their helmets are on and people are like well he's not technically mandalorian i'm like that's not even yeah that's not you're even, right like, the but problem. that's not even the point like yeah that's not even what's wrong with that the the problem with that is like we already have a show about a guy who doesn't take his helmet off we don't need two of those yeah and also in the in the i forget uh, the disney gallery about The Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure Pedro Pascal talks about how hard it is to like make a character interesting when you don't see their face. Mm -hmm. Like it's much And that's just like also human biology, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure, is like Yeah, we're good at emotion and face recognition, like I don't know, like it's not and I feel I feel even just corny and dumb going to that level, but like there's so many levels on which that critique is dumb. So yeah. I could refute it on mm-hmm. simple levels or yeah, way more serious levels than it needs to be yeah. refuted. Um but yeah. So we speculated a little bit. Do you think Because the rumors I've been seeing are that the main villain is going to be Kira and uh, Cad Bane. And I believe I just saw that Dave Filoni wrote episode 6 of the show. Either with or... Either with Jon Favreau or by himself wrote episode 6. Which, like, he wrote the Ahsoka episode of Mando season 2. So it seems like when he writes a show, it's something that's his wheelhouse. So people are speculating that could be Cad Bane showing up. I don't know if there's any credence to that or if it's just one of the episodes that, like... If it's an episode that'll kind of tie into that connective thing that they're building towards, whatever that might be. If, like, the sixth episode has some kind of... Like maybe it's Dinjarin shows up or something. Like I that. I hope it's not Cad Bane for one reason. I don't want to hear the discourse about his head being too big or too small yeah. or his eyes are too small. Like, yeah. Cause I mean all the the Duros we have seen in live action before, but Cat like giant headed. Yeah. Don't look like they Cad don't look Bane. like they would be good in like yeah like with the hat and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think he works better in animation, but um so I just don't even want to open that can of worms for that reason. But... Yeah, um, I'm not. Sh- I don't think Kira is gonna be in the show because they're doing so much with Crimson Dawn in the comics right now. Like they're do- the comics they're doing right now are set between episode five and six and there did The War of the Bounty Hunters, which brought Kira back. Now they're doing Crimson Rain, and then they're going to do another one that's supposed to be like a Kira trilogy of comic stories, where Crimson Dawn is at the forefront of the story. Because the comics are doing that, it sounds to me like there are no other plans to use those characters, so they were like, well, mm-hmm. how about the comics explore it? Like, if uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni were like, let's do Crimson Dawn as the villain of Book of Boba Fett, I feel like they would lucasfilm would tell the comics people like you cannot touch yeah any of this so that's why i don't think Kira's is going to show up cad bane could show up um but i feel like that would need to be something that's established and i don't think cad bane would send assassins to kill somebody he would when do it he himself could, unless because we know that he was kind of humiliated by boba fett at the end of the clone wars we didn't see it happen, but it was yeah. alluded to in the Bad Batch because he had the injury on his head. Maybe that's why he would send assassins, but I still don't think it would be in his character to send assassins when he is an assassin, mm-hmm. basically. So I don't know. I don't. I would rather see, like, Dengar and Bosk than Cad Bane, I think. Yeah, and that's also interesting now because, like, obviously he's now opposed the twins, and they have one bounty hunter with them, Black mm-hmm. Mesant, and, uh Might they have others? I would like to yeah, see Zuckus in 4-LOA. It would be interesting if now, like, <clears throat> Boba Fett literally has to trudge through his past mm-hmm. and kind of, like, fight the scum that he once was to now, like, become something new, something... I mean, he's still a crime lord, but mm-hmm. still something, like... Higher than himself. Well, they keep new. referring to him as the Daimyo, which is a Japanese. Yeah. Um, like uh, in the feudal Japan, it was basically like a lord or whatever in in that. So, they're definitely taking more Japanese inspiration. Like, um, I mean the Mandal or the Mandalorian is basically Lone Wolf and Cub, which is mm-hmm. a trilogy of samurai movies. Uh, he's very much like Yojimbo Uh, or I think the character's name is Sanjiro, but he is a Yojimbo. Or maybe it's the other way around. But um, another samurai movie. And so they definitely seem to be playing into that. And now they're like, yeah, let's just call them daimyos, because that's... Mm -hmm. And it sounded like there's more than one daimyo, too, because when he's talking to the mayor, he's like... He's talking about... I forget exactly what he says, but the way he says daimyo and there's like a word he says after that that isn't like it makes it seem like the daimyo wasn't a singular but like a plural um mm-hmm. because daimyo is the word for singular and plural. I mean in the, if it's a reference to feudal japan that's also how it worked is there's like if there yeah if there's multiple different, if there's multiple yeah. crime lords yeah it would make sense but and he's like i'm the daimyo of tatooine or something like that um Anyways um, I'm not expecting Kira to show up. I think Cadbane Not because I don't want Amelia Clark No, I think Cadbane. I think Cadbane could show up, but I just think like it would be a can of worms to open because you know if people were complaining when Ahsoka showed up in live action because her head wasn't big enough, I don't think People are gonna see Cad Bane and be like, "Yeah, that is perfect." Yeah. So, I don't know. What if he was just animated? Put in, <laughs> into the- yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be weird. But if we get Cad Bane, maybe we get Seth Green voicing Toto three sixty. Shoo. Anyways, that's about it for the episode. Um, keep an eye out for February seventh, Star Wars Podcast Day. Um, we're going to try to come up with a cool topic to we'll talk about. We'll think something. Send us ideas if you have ideas what you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, and uh, look forward to next week where we're going to do episode three of The Book of Boba Fett. So, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Gator. Stay frosty? Question mark. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Lando's Lounge. Lando's Lounge can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing us with a friend or rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. To engage with us on social media, follow at Lando's Lounge Podcast on Instagram and like and follow the Lando's Lounge page on Facebook. To ask a question for our Q&A segment, The Carbon Freeze, Engage with us in comment sections or shoot us a DM for the possibility of your question being featured. The intro music to this podcast is Star Wars Cantina Band Closed on Sunday Lo-Fi Remix. Thank you again for listening and tune in to the next episode.